Okay, I want to check out uh, just for a moment as to kind of what kind of caliber of congregation we have here. So I've got a little quiz for you. Okay, so I want you to, this is going to be a little bit interactive. So I need you to think on your feet and be pretty quick here. I'm going to give you the first line from a few famous books, or maybe there might be a film in here as well. Uh, and I want you to shout out the name of the book. Bonus if you get the author as well, okay? Well, I don't know about the author for the first one, but that's a bit of a giveaway. Okay, number one. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Oh, easy peasy, okay. Kids, concentrate. In the great green room, there was a telephone and a red balloon and a picture of a cow jumping over the moon. Good night, moon. Okay, you're better educated than I am. Who knows the author? Margaret Wise Brown. Okay, this is for the literati amongst you. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Uh, you're all too smart. Okay, there was a boy called Eustace Clarence Scrub, and he almost deserved it. Dawn Trailer, thank you very much, on the left here. Okay, and this one's actually terribly easy, but it's one of my favorites. Apart from the one about, what's the one about the man with a fortune is in want of a wife or whatever it was? Anyway, that's another one. Uh, in a hole in the ground there lived a... Not a nasty, dirty, wet hole, filled with the ends of worms and an oozy smell. Nor yet a dry, bare, sandy hole with nothing in it to sit down or to eat. It was a hobbit hole, and that means comfort. Lovely. Yes, you got that one pretty quickly. Okay, I bet you've all got favorite stories. Those were a few of my favorite stories, and so I thought I would test you all and see whether they were yours as well. But there's that wonderful story when you, feeling when you start a new book and you kind of get into the characters and you begin to wonder who's who and how it all fits together. And one of the lovely things I like about today is that today we are part of a great big story. We're part of a great big story, which is a true story. And if you're part of a true story, then there has to be a prequel and a sequel. And so there are so many things that have gone on before we have got to this very day and this very space and this very moment when we're worshipping. And so we've heard stories already tonight about from Joshua, We've heard stories about John the Baptist and Jesus, all real live people who are, have chapters in the book which we are now forming a new chapter of. They're all stories, and these are stories which are watched over by angels and archangels, and even more exciting than that, by our Father, our Heavenly Father, God, who listens and interacts and speaks to us. Each of those stories we heard about Joshua and John the Baptist, they were all people who had learnt that they could communicate with God. They had learnt that God was involved and interested and leading them. And so I want to talk very briefly this evening about the way that God blessed Jesus and the way that he blessed Joshua and then the way that I hope and trust and believe that he will bless us as we begin Incarnation Anglican Missionary Fellowship. So first of all, let's look at the story we heard about Jesus and when Jesus came to, the, to be baptized. 
So the Gospel of Mark starts in this lovely declaratory way. Mark just jumps straight in there and talks about the Gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. He makes it very clear what he thinks about Jesus right from those opening words. And he begins then also to say, to set it in the context. He also remembers that this is a story, which stuff which has come before. So he quotes Isaiah and Malachi. He quotes the prophets as they said, this moment is going to come in the future. And he begins by announcing that Jesus is God. And that there was going to be a messenger crying in the wilderness. That word crying, not shouting which is kind of a bit aggressive, but crying. There's something with deep emotion there. As those ancient prophets knew that somebody would announce the coming of Jesus. And I don't know if you've ever seen any of those kind of movies where they have somebody in a really fancy suit standing at the bottom of the stairs in a ballroom or something, announcing, you know, the queen or... Maybe it's just the Brits who do this. I don't know. Do Americans do this? But, you know, when you announce somebody, and it feels like that with John John the Baptist, that he comes and he's crying out that the name of Jesus with passion. But there's a little bit of me which wonders. John clearly had been told by the Holy Spirit what was going on. He had a foretaste of what would happen later at Pentecost in that John had a story which he knew he was a part of. He understood that there was somebody coming. And Jesus understood as well. He had to decide, he had to get up that morning and know that even though he was sinless, that he hadn't got anything wrong, that he had to go to the river to get baptized. And so he goes to the Jordan River and steps deliberately into the water. Jesus was choosing to submit to God as he stepped forward to be baptized. You can almost hear the pause. And then suddenly God does this quite remarkable thing. He rends, tears, breaks open the heavens. I have no idea what that would look like, but it sounds really, really dramatic. And a dove, after that kind of violent act, a dove descending on Jesus, the gentlest of all birds. Do you wonder what Jesus did? Do you think he looked up? Do you think he let the dove sit on his hand? I don't know. Or did the dove just hover? You kind of think, oh, all these details that you want more of. You kind of go, I want to know more about how that happened. But then this voice of God kind of booming. I picture booming out saying, you are my beloved son. With you, I am well pleased. God delighted, joyful, happy, proud proud of his son, making the step, stepping into this next part of the beginning of his ministry. And those words that God spoke over Jesus are so important for us as well, because they root us, they give us moment, a moment of solidity where we say, Jesus, Jesus as declared by God to be his son. And you might think, well, maybe God only blesses Jesus. I mean, Jesus was pretty special. But what I want us to go back to is that story we heard about Joshua and the way that God spoke to Joshua just as he was about to lead the people into the promised land. And I imagine Joshua standing there and wanting to know what to do and and being nervous and thinking, what's next? What's going to happen as we step out in faith in the story? Moses had told him what to do, but hearing it from God. And in many ways, I've gone back to the story over and over again in the last few days and weeks because it's one of my favorite, favorite stories. 
but also because it's so encouraging as we take a step of faith into saying we're going to be a new worshipping community. We're going to be a group of people who want to know other people in 22204 and around this area and in South Arlington and actually in the whole wide world, but let's, let's kind of zoom in a little. Um, we want people to know about Jesus. I feel for Joshua as he stood there and thought, what next? And there's a fancy name for, for people like Joshua in the Bible. Sometimes they talked about as a type of Christ, that they're, they're typical, if you like, of Christ. They do things which Jesus would do. And so Joshua was doing things that Jesus would do. He was leading people in to a new part of the story. And God makes Joshua some simply extraordinary promises. It begins in that passage with saying, now therefore arise, get up Joshua, get moving. You've got to actually make a step if you're going to do this. Go over this Jordan River, you and all this people into the land that I'm giving to them, to the people of Israel. God spoke to the people and said, you need to make an effort now. You have to step out. You have to get into the river. You have to get across the river. You have to go into this new space. And then he promises, every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you, just as I, give, just as I promised to Moses. And we believe that God is giving us land around here, that he's calling us to step in to a new area, a new place for us. God tells Joshua what direction to go in, and then Joshua had to get everybody moving. And he must have been nervous about that. But God's blessing comes. He says, just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, Joshua, for you shall cause us people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. And then he says it again. Don't you love the fact that God says it again? Only be strong and courageous. I kind of feel like Joshua must have been a bit wimpy at that point because God really had to keep telling him, be strong and courageous. And then he says, be careful to do everything according to the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. And then God goes on and he says, don't let the book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night. And then he says it again, be strong and courageous. And these are the ways that God spoke blessing over Joshua. And Josh, like Joshua, like Jesus, we want to be obedient and be confident that we're following God's leading. I love the fact that both Joshua and Jesus had to step in actually to the same river, both into the River Jordan, to follow God's instructions. And we have instructions which God is giving us. If you go into the New Testament and you look in Ephesians, there's this lovely verse, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every special blessing in the heavenly places. God promises that just as he has blessed his people in the past, he will bless his people now and in the future. He will bless us as we move forward. And we just need to be attentive and to stay obedient. We need to listen to the Holy Spirit as he speaks and guides us. And today we want to be joyful as we do that. And I love that passage that Mary Tobin read so beautifully, beautifully from Philippians. Again saying, don't be anxious. Be joyful. Step into the promises that Jesus is giving you. And as we step into ministry in this area, we have got many things that we want to ask God to bless. And there are many ways that we want to pray blessing. 
And in a moment, I'm going to ask you to take that white card and begin to think, what are the blessings that you feel like you want to pray for incarnation? What are the blessings you want to pray for Greenbrier? Let's start, first of all, with Greenbrier. Our team is going to stand up later, not quite yet. Uh, and we're going to say thank you to them and to Ramona and to Pam as they have led us worship in this place. So pray blessing over Greenbrier. Pray blessing over Incarnation as a new worshipping community in South Arlington. Pray blessing over our neighbours, your neighbours. Think of them by name, by face. Who are the people around you who you know would just love to know that Jesus sees them and loves them? Let's pray blessing on our families, those who live locally and those who live far away. Let's pray for blessing on them. And so I'm going to encourage you to take one of those cards. And if you, there's little, there's little pots are in every pew. Take some pencils. And shortly, um, the musicians are going to come and they're going to begin to play. And then when we bring our offering to the table, so when later on the offering baskets go around, will you put your blessing into the offering basket? And then we're going to put them on the altar. And we will present them to God. And we will say, will you bless us? Father, as your children who are asking for your blessing, who are wanting to be obedient and to step into the things that you have for us, we're going to take time to ask God to bless us in this new season. I'm going to invite Beth to come back, back up. But now I'm going to pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for your blessing on our lives and on the lives of those around us. I pray that you will continue to guide us and teach us and lead us by the power of the Holy Spirit. Help us to be obedient and attentive and wise. Help us to make good choices and to be kind to those around us. Help us to be ready with a word, with an offer. And help us by the gift of your Holy Spirit to listen and to delight in your voice and to obey your every directions. We ask for your blessing and our friends at Greenbrier, and we ask that you will bless us. Amen.